but we play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what we stay in? It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reet Entertainment Podcast, episode 143 for April 8th, 2018. My name is Nathan Reet Spruth. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Aroa McVean. I can't stop sneezing. I know. I'm sorry. And we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. Oh, God. Aroa won't stop sneezing. It's true. He won't. So... This week, we have some weird stuff to talk about. Uh, we actually have an update of a story that we did last week. But before we do that, let us talk to Connor. What games have you been playing this week? And yes, Ooh. I know Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. Skyrim, Rocksmith, you know, the usual ones. I started playing Fallout 4 again. God, I love this game. It's a it's terrible right. Fallout game, but it's it's so fun. It's all right. I definitely, definitely prefer... New um, Vegas or one of the original ones. Yeah, yeah like Fallout it's, 2 was awesome. Right on, man, right on. It's um, Fallout 4, it's a great game, it's just not a good Fallout game. Yeah, and, you know, I got stuck in that loop for a couple hours of, hey, there's a settlement that needs help. And I'm like, oh, well, I should help those settlements. And then you come back and like, there's another settlement that needs your help. And I'm like, wait, wait a, a minute. minute. These might be randomly generated. Yeah, and it was it, it was annoying. And they do that with Skyrim too. They have yeah, like an infinite infinite quest line thing. It's it's the way they do. It makes the games it, it makes them easier to make. Um, <laughs> yes. Speaking of nice convenient stuff, I also just got me a, a mechanical keyboard. Nice. I uh, got me a Corsair V70 Lux. It's uh, nice. I got MX Cherries brown switches. I was uh almost got the reds, but then I was like, you know, I do a lot of podcasts and stuff. <laughs> maybe maybe ooh, Gazoon type Mr. Ross. <laughs> Maybe having <laughs> maybe having loud clicks every time I talk wouldn't be the best thing, you know. Yeah, um, I like the like that's still really yeah, like, loud, like, but like that, that's pretty loud. Mine, God, this is going to be the best podcast for people listening to. But what Reds, did they do this week? They typed. Yeah, so uh, we did that last week actually. So we did. Yeah, Reds are are awesome. But I am way too cheap. Stop it. Both of you. Stop it. <laughs> stop it. It's better by myself. So the reds, uh, what are those? Those reds, blues, and browns, right? Red, blues, yeah. browns, greens, one. and greens. Okay. And I am way too cheap to buy any of those. Like, because the, like the Corsair ones are usually over $50. Yeah. Even for the crappy ones. There and was a time when I said to myself, anyone who pays over $100 for a keyboard is a sucker. But I kind of get it. It kind and, of makes and sense. And you're a sucker. Me. I am, but yeah. it, was, it was time to upgrade. My old keyboard, most of the letters were scratched off of it already. So I do, uh, I always get fake mechanical keyboards. Like, they are mechanical keyboards, but they're made some from someplace in China that's ripping off the cherries. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll do that. Those ones sound yeah, that good. That way, the keylogging software comes through built. Exactly. That actually is a story that we talked about before. I was however, say, we, we talked about that. However, the one that I have does not have keylogging software, thankfully, that I know of. It's the Velocifier uh, keyboard, and it was like 30 bucks. And it has, uh, quote, brown switches. But uh, it's they're not really brown switches, they're just like brown switches. They're just like disgusting. 
Yeah, exactly. Palladian keys. So, uh, Aroa, what uh, games have you played this week? Uh, the only, only game that I really played was Skyrim. On uh, Switch or VR? In VR. How is it? Uh, it's rough. It's really, <laughs> really rough. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's like... For one, it's very obviously like they took the PS4 or, uh, VR one and just threw it on PC. Yeah, yeah, that's and, what I figured they'd be doing. Yeah, and it... For one, man... <laughs> Skyrim looks like shit. Um, like it looks really, really bad um, because it's Skyrim. But it—it's got like all the menu stuff is carried over from like regular Skyrim. Oh so right. In Fallout Four VR, when you hold your hand out to a to a box to loot it, um, you just hold your hand out to it and then everything that's inside of it shows up above your hand and then you just hit the the trackpad on whatever you want to pick up right right so you don't have to you don't have to do like you normally do in in fallout where you hit the key it opens up the loot menu you you click on everything that you want and then you close the menu like it streams like that it streamlines that whole process and it's really nice yeah they don't do any of that in Skyrim VR. It's exactly the same as it is in normal Skyrim. Oh, good. Really, the, it's really awkward, and it feels terrible in VR. I don't think the Skyrim engine can handle opening containers while the game like ticks at the same time. Well, so my, open... my assumption was that they, were, they had just ported Skyrim over to the Fallout 4 version of the creation engine. No. And that was, that was the... Uh, like the remastered edition or whatever. Like no. they just moved it over to where they had access to all the new shaders and shit. Nah, dog, yeah. you're giving Todd Howard a lot of credit. <laughs> <laughs> like it, there's a lot of like it, it, the uh, pretty much the menus is really the major thing. Like all the menu system sucks. The, the whole like point in the direction that you want to access the menu item that I totally forgot was even a thing because it's been so long since I played Skyrim without mods. Like, it does not convert well to VR at all. It was made for controllers in the first place and it sucked on PC and it sucks even more in VR. Like, it's kind of ridiculous how how crazy the difference between Fallout 4 and Skyrim VR is, you know, barring the whole, like, one's sci-fi and one's fantasy yeah well like yeah like the the fact that in in fallout vr like you want to access your inventory and stuff just hold up your left hand there it is it's on your pit boy hooray and in skyrim it's like it feels like a half-hearted like (laughs) vr mod of skyrim and not like a conversion of the game to be fair that's probably because it is a half-assed nod of the game and not a full-on <laughs> conversion. Like, there, there, are, there are some places where it feels really satisfying, um, mainly in magic. Like, with, with magic, you can shoot magic in two different directions at once, yeah, and that feels really good. Uh, and uh, firing an arrow feels fantastic if you turn on realistic archery. 
so that you can not only do you have to point the bow where you want, but you can also control the direction of the arrow that comes out of the bow by moving your other hand that's pulling back on the arrow. Like, that feels really good. Uh, there is also realistic swimming, and it is uh, it, it is infuriating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, do you have to, like, really move hard. your arms? Yes. That's stupid. It's, it's not bad in concept, I don't think. But the yes, way that it, it works is basically, like... You you put your arms out, pull the triggers, pull your arms back, and then let go. And you move exactly with your hands. So it feels more like you're just dragging yourself through the water <laughs> rather than swimming. That's how and I if swim. You get, That's, yeah. If you get too close to the surface, it bugs out, and it just keeps teleporting you back to where you started over and over again. Oh, uh, is it the teleportation weird. controls, too? Um, it start It starts out with teleportation controls by default. Oh, okay. uh, but I turned those off as soon as I could because I don't like teleportation. Yeah, like so just... you can do normal walking controls. Yes, you okay. can do normal walking controls, and then to rotate, you can either obviously physically rotate yourself, or you can move in increments with the right trackpad. Which, by default, it does so-called smooth turning, which is one of the few things in VR that really gives me motion sickness. Oh, okay. Uh, it's where if you if you do the quick turn uh, motion, it turns you in increments, but it has a motion tween of that turn, and it it just feels like somebody it, like it feels like you're sitting in an office chair or on a stool, and somebody just suddenly jerked you to the side. Oh, like yeah, it, yeah. It, it, the best feeling. Yeah, it's really bad. I don't know why games even offer that as a thing because that sounds awful. Like, I'm not sensitive to motion sickness in VR, but that gives me motion sickness every time I, I've experienced it. So you turn that it off. That might be a little better with like an Oculus kind of setup, to be fair. If 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 I was sitting down, yeah, maybe. But, but if with, you're if you're standing up, if you're doing this on a vibe or something like that, yeah. you know. Which so, I guess that makes sense when you consider it was originally made for PS4. So. Right. So um I have uh, I played some Breath of the Wild. I tr- I started the Master Quest, and oh, I'm sorry um, to hear that. it's awful. Yeah, I got. <laughs> I have some main issues with that that kind of keep me from playing it. I normally am one of those tryhards who like to play things on the hardest difficulty, but because the enemies regenerate health in Master Quest, and I don't regenerate weapon durability, yeah. I get really frustrated. Yeah, I could be and- doing really well for a really long time, and then that one. I don't want to. It's it just ruins all the fun for me. Because so eventually, I, there's going to be something that keeps me from moving on. Right. So I stopped doing the master quest and I started doing. I played through my normal save, where I've actually beaten the game already, and uh, played some of the DLC stuff. Like, um, they have a new sword. They have that sword trial where you can get the uh, the sword. Your master sword just always uh, full. Uh, Full damage. There we go, because it, it doubles the damage around guardians, but you can get something that doubles it, so it's always sixty. And then also they have something that makes it so that the durability doesn't doesn't go like you can always <laughs> use the master sword. So I'm, I'm I don't do know that. about the durability part. Is that when you finish the? Uh, to be fair, I've only finished the second one. That third one, right? Uh, there is a. Uh, I got. I haven't played Zelda in a while. What the hell are they called? The the Lionels. Oh There's yeah, a Lionel over there who keeps on kind of Murdering ruining you. my plans. Yeah, 
So I played a little bit of that. I haven't gone all the way through the sword trials, but I want to. Then also I played some Elite Dangerous today. Uh, that game is... It was kind of boring because I was just doing delivery missions, but uh, it wasn't bad. And then did I... You, oh, what? Sorry, did you play it in VR? I'm curious. I did not play it in VR, but I have played it in VR. Yeah, and I played it in VR for a while. I had some issues with that game. VR is amazing in that game, though. I don't like the text. Like, you can barely read the text. Yeah, the inventory was completely unusable for me. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what the Vive Pro, if that's better. I was actually thinking that while I was playing today. If the Vive Pro with a higher resolution, if you yeah, can actually maybe. read the text. So, that would be nice. But... I still loved watching like when you're flying by like an enemy and you look up, you can look up and see him fly by your ship. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that one of the amazing. things I spent a lot of time doing too. Yeah, uh, dog dog fighting had a problem with in that game. It was a little nauseating doing uh, lots of like Illyrian rolls and stuff like that. Yeah, but that was more my fault for trying to be a hotshot pilot in VR than anything yeah. else. So it, it's a good game. I, I enjoy it, but yeah, I also played some Persona Five. Um, which apparently uh, Connor hates. Yep, Persona 5 is a terrible, awful baby game. Why? Because it's boring. I boring. love Persona games. Play You're it awful. on board. You're an awful yeah, person. Yeah, I, I get pretty bored playing it too. Yes, but you get bored playing RPGs in general. Yes. Yeah, because you hate RPGs. Yes. Okay, so uh, moving on, I also went to the thrift store yesterday and I bought two Wiis with uh, Wiimotes and all the cables for or, and then also two original Xboxes and a table for $35. God, I love thrift stores. Yeah. Well, also, it should have been more expensive, but the lady there is uh, my friend's mom, and she really likes me, and so I always get things for really, really cheap. Well, that's nice. I wish I had your white class privilege but yeah exactly yeah my uh white class privilege that's it so the deals at the three one of the i I went to goodwill yesterday and also got pretty good deals nice so one of the router for nine dollars Ooh, is it a good router or shitty yeah that's That's a a good question it's a mediocre net gear oh okay uh, 150 i'm just gonna use it as a switch but that's not bad yeah nine bucks and also i got windows xp Nice. Wait, what? Why? Because it was three dollars, and it's a box copy of Windows XP. Oh, that's another thing that was at the thrift store. Uh, and I got it. It's wrapped up in that. I got a boxed copy, unopened XCOM Enemy Unknown Special Edition. Nice. Yeah, it has like the art book and like a bat, like a badge. Like yeah, I got it. Not honest with that info, man. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I was like, why has nobody got that? And I looked at. It, I'm like, why is it? It's like it's still sealed, and so it was. So I was very happy. I already have XCOM Enemy Unknown, but I figured might as well buy it. Um, you have a lot better thrift shopping than I do. My stuff's <laughs> always like, someone probably died in this suit, and it doesn't fit me anyways. Yeah. And our, our, our Walmart has had a bunch of games on clearance, and I decided to check that out. Uh, oh, yeah? Friday. They, they had a fucking um, Asura's Wrath. Oh. Still... Sealed. Nice. It was only fifteen bucks. Not bad. No, so, not at all for still sealed copy. One of the Xboxes, the power supply doesn't work. 
So it won't, you know, I plug it in, it won't turn on. Um, so I ordered a new power supply for like 15 bucks. So, and the other one had Dead or Alive 3 in it. So I ended up with a free game. The last time I bought something from there, it was a Xbox 360, and I opened up the disk drive, and it had grandma porn in it. So, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I remember, I remember that. that story. <laughs> so, you know, I think I won on this one. So anyway, let's move on to some stories. Uh, this is an update from last week. We actually talked about synthetic pot making people's eyes and ears bleed, if you guys remember that. Yep. And apparently two people are dead now. So, I mean, we can't they were uh, bleeding out of their eyes. So yeah, I, I yeah. imagine that's fatal. Yeah, it says uh, synthetic can- cannabis sold under such names as K two or Spice are smokable herbs doused with a cocktail of chemical chemicals advertised to mimic the effects of marijuana. They can also be sold as a uh, vaping fluid. So. People are buying the synthetic pot. Last week we talked about their, you know, bleeding from the eyes. This week we found out that they, two people actually died from this. And then now it's spreading away from Illinois. So people who are not, because before it was localized to Illinois residents. Now it's people who don't live in Illinois are also having these symptoms. So... Uh, do you guys smoke synthetic pot? I don't smoke normal pot. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, if I'm going to get weed, I'm going to get it from a dispensary. So. Yeah, yeah. Right, Just something come... that's trusted and, you know, not from a gas station. Yeah, come I to Oregon. Like most things I pick up at a gas station, I'm not like, I'm going to ignite this. So is synthetic pot legal, though? I, I think I asked this question last week. I I'm sure it's like in the process of being controlled and it's just in limbo or something right now. Yeah. I feel like I asked about this once and the, I didn't get a good answer. Yeah. So the IDPH spokesperson, which I imagine is the, the company that did, um, you know, makes this pot, mm-hmm, um, said that some patients have evidence of, uh, Ebola. broad, broad back home. I don't know. A common pesticide that's used as an ingredient in rat poison. Uh, it is oh, similar. Um, it and yeah. similar chemicals are uh, vitamin K agnost- uh, antagonists, meaning they can block our cells' receptors from taking in the vitamin in high enough doses it can act as an amped up blood thinner that stops the body from being able to clot blood. So that would explain why they're bleeding <laughs> from random places. Right. I do believe I heard, like, overheard on the train or something like that, that a gas station was lacing the stuff with rat poison. Like, I'm not sure if that was something that needed to be recalled or if that was, like, an intentional nefarious act or not. Hello? Hi. Sounds almost like an urban legend type thing. Maybe. It's it's true. I have no credible source for this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... People who develop symptoms of serious bleeding or unexplained bruising after using these products are advised to immediately have someone take you to the hospital. Uh, don't go there by yourself. Apparently, you can't drive. Uh, or <laughs> if you're of bleeding course, out of the eyes, do not operate a motor vehicle. <laughs> yeah, this is 
why the, I'm just so confused. We have how many deaths have we had of people overdosing on pot, on marijuana? Zero, zero. Zero, zero. zero is yeah, yeah, the answer. I want to say it's something around none. Something around nothing. Yeah. Now, that's not to be said, or that's not to say that people who who smoke marijuana don't act stupid sometimes, and may get themselves into situations that could be dangerous. But the physical act of smoking weed isn't going to kill you. There, there's, you know, you if you go driving and you're high, that might not be the greatest idea. But if you're just sitting at your house and you get high, if you're smoking marijuana, the last thing that's going to happen is you're bleeding out of your eyes. Yep. So, um, and I'm from Oregon. If you are not in Oregon, I suggest you move to Oregon and smoke all the pot you want because it doesn't matter. So... Just do it. Although some jobs will not hire you if you uh, smoke pot. Yeah, but so. fuck those jobs. They're full of narcs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to our next story. Apple. Oh, man. Our favorite company is... Yeah, we love Apple. Apple is great. Um, by the way, they are the best. If they are hiring an IT person, I could definitely... <laughs> Actually, I couldn't. I can't work on Macs. Um so Apple is thinking about making their own processors. So uh-huh. they they make their own processors on um on their phones, correct? I devices, yeah. Well, pretty much everything but their their computers yeah. run on their own their own silicon. Yeah, and so their uh iPads their, and their iPods. Do they still make iPods? Uh they do. Okay, so their iPods um, and their phones all have their own processor. They call them the A chips, so like A7, A8, A9. Uh, the Apple TV also. Yeah. And and the Apple Watch. I don't care. I'm just I'm just <laughs> being thorough. Okay. <laughs> so they make all their own processors, but they do not make their own laptop processors or desktop processors. And the reason for that is they actually use an Intel-based processor. And what happened, what was it, like 12 years ago now? Over a decade. Yeah, it's been a while. That Macs were running off Powerbase. I think it was in 2005 or 2006. I might say in the article. but It was uh, Mac OS 10 point, I want to say 10.4 or 10.5 was the first uh the first one that did intel yeah and so before that they were using power pc architecture but they couldn't figure out a way to make that power pc architecture have good enough performance uh with dual cores as they uh and and keep the heat down because they were just getting too hot and literally melting the board and so they switched over to Intel, who had a better, um, you know, dual core and, and quad core processors at the time, which they probably still do. But now Apple is saying that Intel isn't moving along fast enough technologically. Wait, and so, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Which one of you was that? That was Connor. Yeah. What? What was that? What was that Apple 
notification sound? That was my work phone. Oh. Uh, let's see. I wasn't have me. a meeting. Time change tomorrow at 9 a.m. Okay. I just I just heard that and it was funny. Anyway, so let's hey, move uh, on. Fuck Apple. So yeah, basically what they're thinking about doing is making their own processors and ditching Intel. Now Intel wouldn't be totally out of the or wouldn't be totally out of the Apple ecosystem because Intel still makes different parts that have to do with their phones and iPads and stuff. But this would actually take a huge chunk of their profit. Because, you know, they're making their own processor at that point. And so Apple won't need Intel's processor, which means Intel will get less money. Uh, it also means that Aroa won't be able to update his Hackintosh. It also means that Aroa is not going to care about Macs anymore. Yeah, because the thing about it, once they incorporated the x86 architecture, they were then able to do boot camp. And boot camp will allow you to load up Windows OSs on your Macs, which allowed for people to play uh, different games, like Windows-based games. So Final Fantasy XI, um, other games, I'm sure, that won't run on, I don't know, old games, because they suck with their graphics cards. But then... If they get rid of this, you won't be able to do a Hackintosh, so you won't be able to do um, like anything that's not an Apple program. Also, because they're on the x86 architecture, I'm presuming none of the old programs are going to work from the last decade. That's 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 the key thing, is that this would this would be the death knell for professional work on. Apple machines with anything other than Final Cut or uh, like GarageBand and Apple's other like so-called professional thing. Is it is it Logic? Yeah, Logic. Um, like you'd have to have all Apple software. And the fact of the matter is, I don't think anybody's going to going to want to do that. Whenever you can get you can get. Uh, Avid Media Composer or Adobe Premiere or uh, Pro Tools running in Windows and have much cheaper hardware at that point. And all of your other software that might go along with that will also work on the Windows platform as opposed to whatever Apple's doing with their ARM-based shit. So, yeah, and, and here's another thing that I'm thinking is that this before in like let's say 2004 if you bought a mac you know you had your own software you had your own office you had your own uh what was the final cut pro x was the big video editing so you had final all... cut pro x was oh i'm sorry final pro- cut pro just in general was a yeah. was a mac software and that was the that was what a lot of people used for editing video that, because it was the best at the time. Was, yeah, that was the the de facto video editing software for professionals. It was it was either that or Avid Media Composer. Yeah, which Avid Media Composer is still really good, from what I understand. It is uh, as as prominent as Final Cut Pro X is. I believe that most big studios still use Avid for just about everything. Yeah, and then. 
once they switched over to Intel-based, now there's a lot of programs that are being made, obviously, for the x86 architecture. So, you know, you don't have Final Cut Pro X isn't the de facto anymore. We also have um, just a lot of little ones that have popped up. Uh, Adobe has Adobe Premiere, which I use. Then there was also Vegas. And so you have all these programs that now are being made for the x86 architecture that they're going to have to be revamped for uh, this new architecture that they're coming out with, which well, it'll, it'll makes just be zero arm. sense to me. It's going to be ARM. It'll, it'll be ARM-based, but I don't think that the market is there because more and more, as Apple has shown that they don't care about the pro market, I don't think that there's been much demand for catering to an Apple-focused pro market. Well, like, yeah, you have, the, you have the iMac Pro, and you had the the little soda can, trash can. That thing was uh, awful. Mac Pro. But the Mac Pro, everyone hated it because everyone who actually like you know knew what they were doing hated it because you couldn't upgrade it beyond the RAM. You couldn't even replace the storage in the motherfucker. All of the expansion was supposed to be done through the Thunderbolt ports, which meant having a bunch of dongles sticking out of it, which completely defeated the purpose of it being a a small, you know, elegant looking device. Because now you've just got a trash can with a bunch of cables coming out the back of it. And then you've yeah. got the iMac Pro, which is ridiculously expensive, purely because it has that stupid screen on it that doesn't even fucking matter. And again, you're stuck with not having any any upgradeability whatsoever. You can't even upgrade the RAM in the thing. You get you get like four fucking USB slash Thunderbolt ports, and that's it. Have fun. Yeah. And so, then you've got shit like what they're doing with the with the MacBook Pros with fucking doing the the fucking Touch Bar thing, which admittedly I've I've come around to to a degree, but I still don't think is anywhere near as good as just having F keys. Like, they're just turning the fucking entire Mac product line into shit for stupid white people that have more money than they know what to do with, and they just want a fancy-looking Facebook machine. Hey. That is the Mac target audience. I, yeah. I feel like we've said that a couple times on this show. So, yes. And, and-, and now, with this move to the ARM architecture, there's rumblings that they're going to make iPad apps compatible with the next generation of MacBooks, which just goes even further into that territory. It's it's not the same thing as because the first thing that I think of whenever I think of, of putting tablet apps on a laptop is the idea of Chromebooks running Android apps. But the difference is a Chromebook outside of the fucking Chromebook pixel, which is a fucking joke. Chromebooks running Android apps is fine because Chromebooks cost like $300 tops. Whereas no, Mac no, they don't. Like, we covered that. I'm there was saying that... outside of the Pixel. Okay. Because that Pixel it, costs I, I way said, too much outside money. Outside of the Pixel, which is a fucking joke, and no one, no one has bought that. Outside of that, like most of the time, you're going to spend like maybe $300 on a fucking Chromebook, and it does everything you fucking need a laptop to do whenever you're a normie, which is most of the people that are going to buy these shitty fucking MacBooks. Right, right. And I don't think that I'm going to get one, shockingly enough. So, 
<laughs> um, I, I, I really am interested. I, I've always thought that they should have, like, yet, like, apps that you can take from your, your Apple computer and put them on your iPad and your iPhone. I always thought that they should have, like, let's say, like, an Outlook app that would work on all three that was the same or, like, have have an app that was easily ported over from the Mac uh, and put it onto the iPad because their architecture and the, the iOS and the Mac OS are so similar that it just doesn't make sense to me to not have that cross-platform compatibility. Oh, that, that's but. part of the idea behind continuity uh, where y- you would be able to save uh, a document or, or something that you're working on on your iPad and then open up the same app on your on your MacBook and all the shit that you were just working on is there. They also have the even even like you can do uni- was a universal clipboard. Yeah. I think where you can copy something on your iPhone and then paste on your on your Mac like you got all that kind of shit. And even Windows is do is trying to do that. Like Microsoft has been pushing the uh, what is it UA UAP universal uh, app thing, whatever. I don't app know. Platform. You, I don't fucking no one cares. And that's the key thing there is that no one, no one cares. Uh, it's yeah, it's a neat idea, but doing, doing it this way and making it to where literally iPad apps run on a laptop, I don't think is the right way to do it either. Mostly because they're different form factors, right? iPad right. apps should be, should be optimized for touch screens. Whereas MacBook and, and, well, Mac OS apps should be optimized for a larger screen or at least not, you know, having access to a full keyboard and having a mouse and all that shit. So Which what you need I, to do I, is make the Mac, just make it into an iPad. Oh, just, so do what everyone wanted the iPad Pro to be in the first place? Yeah. It yeah. Like it. Yeah. Just like, a, is, you know, a surface or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Just make a, it a surface. A surface. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's move on from this story and yeah, talk about amazing. Oh man. I hope I don't get in trouble. Rumored PlayStation 5 specs leak online. Ooh, I wonder um, where that came from. It's it's coming from TechSpot. That's where it's coming from. I actually don't know any of this stuff. And so this is all rumors. This is all all things that I have no idea about. So please don't fire me. Um, so could the PlayStation five be here sooner than expected? That's what several reports are stating. What do you, what do you think about that? I don't know. The publication firing anyway. Fuck them. Yes, but I want to get unemployment. Um, (laughs) including one from semi accurate, which also claims to have some details about Sony's new console. The publication's article is behind a $1,000 paywall. Why? Uh, but because fuck you yeah but a summary has appeared on reset era the report says that the playstation 5 which might not be its final name uh will upgrade it would be silly if they didn't do it what are they going to name it the playstation 4x no the, the PlayStation, playstation one yes the playstation one uh so it'll Play upgrade space station 
It'll upgrade the Jaguar CPUs found in the PS4 and the PS4 Pro in favor of a Zen-based CPU, which is a... Uh, oh, boy! That's AMD, right? Yeah. AMD Zen. Be yeah. Uh, previously reported as being an 8-core processor. That's pretty neat. As for the graphics, the machine is said to use a custom GPU based on AMD's n- new uh, Navi architecture. Wait, why wouldn't... If they're going to use an upcoming GPU architecture, why are they using Zen? Because Ryzen came after Zen, didn't it? I think Ryzen and Zen are the same. Or like they were released around the same time. Uh, I don't yeah. fuck it. I don't follow AMD's bullshit. Me neither. Suck, so. The new console is also said to come with some VR features implemented in the silicon level. Suggesting that Sony still believes it's PlayStation VR headsets, which makes sense. The PlayStation VR is selling alarmingly well. It's selling way better than they thought it would. They, they'd be stupid to not just put a VR port on the PlayStation yeah. instead of having a separate box. And that's yeah. probably all that means. Uh, one thing missing from the report is any mention of backwards compatibility with the PS4, which is a feature many are expecting. Um, that would also be unsurprising considering it'll still be running x86 architecture and all yeah that. the reported specs do sound convincing especially the use of zen and navi some of amd's vega features appeared in the ps4 pro long before they made their way into the pc via the radeon line the article adds that a number of playstation 5 dev kits are already in the hands of developers backing up a similar claim made by industry insider marcus sellers uh early last month Again, I'm reading this from the article. Uh, I have no, I have no knowledge about any of this. <laughs> you hear it here on the Reading Entertainment all... podcast. That no, you shut up. Has confirmed the existence. Shut up. Shut up. Seriously. <laughs> uh, semi-accurate believes this means that the 2018 release for the console isn't totally out of the question. Though 2019 seems more likely. Uh, what's your your guys' thoughts about this? Are you going to get the PS5? Aro is going to get the PS5. I've never I mean, owned a PS. Pro- uh, no, that's not true. I owned the the handhelds, but other than that, PS consoles. It's you had a, you had a PlayStation Three for a while. It never worked. You had it though. Uh, yes, I owned it. I got it for like eighty bucks, and it never turned on. <laughs> okay, like, then. Can I get my money back? And then I was ghosted. Oh man, I'll, I'm sure I'll eventually get one. Uh, especially since. Microsoft is making it apparent that there's literally no reason to get an Xbox 2. So, like... <laughs> I don't... What are they going to call the next one? Because there's Xbox One X. Are they just going to keep going X one, Xbox One Z? Like... Well, eventually, it's going to be Xbox Millennial and Xbox I... Xbox XP. Yeah. Everyone knows <laughs> Microsoft Vista. has a problem with naming. For, that, that's naming what they should do. They should make an Xbox Vista. And... <laughs> I think I think it'll go well. So let's. We're move calling on. this one Xbox Ten. We're skipping seven numbers uh, because. Because. So then the Shadow... Xbox Four will be the Xbox Three, which was you know not to be confused with the Xbox One, which is the third Xbox. Yes. So uh, Shadow of War, you guys. I think Connor has that game, right? Yeah, uh, it's kind of funny. I was just talking about this game in detail yesterday. Uh, they are re- getting rid of the microtransactions. If I they are concerned, right, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I work with somebody who actually used to work at that company. Yeah, 
And I was talking to him about it, and he's like, yeah, so, you know, when the, the order, we had, like, all the things, he said they had all the progression and stuff set up, and they had all these ideas for what they were going to do, and then the publisher came and was like, hey, you're going to put in a bunch of microtransactions. And they're like, I, I guess we can, like, figure it out and, like, put some stuff in there to to make it so that people will pay money. And they're like, no, you're going to do it. And so it was definitely the publisher that came up well, and was like, hey, no fucking screw shit. everyone it's, else. It's fucking Warner Brothers. They, they and, like to shit anything up that they can. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's credo. my coworker was telling me that half of the team hated it. And the other half was like trying to be optimistic and they're like, oh, it'll be fine. We'll figure out a way to do it and won't won't piss people off. And they they did not do that. It's true. <laughs> they ruined the, the whole game. They did. And so they're getting rid of it. Um, Warner Bros. Ha- Brothers has made the announcements that the controversial microtransaction and real-time money loot boxes, I'm sorry, real money loot boxes implemented in Middle Earth uh, Shadow of War are to be removed from the game this summer. The news came via a post made recently in the game's official blog. Uh, it says it launched six months ago and immediately came under fire as its in-game gold and war chests could be purchased with real money in order to buy followers for your army, XP boosts, and other goodies. Somewhat negating the brand's acclaimed Nemesis system, which allows players to build their own orc battalion through coercion revenge and other nefarious means now loot chests will remain in the game but will no longer be purchasable purchasable for real money players with cash still in their accounts have until july 17th to spend it connor after that the in-game marketplace will be removed uh, and they will also note that Shadow of War will see an overhaul in the near future in order to improve narrative elements and streamline the gameplay for a more cohesive experience. AKA, they're going to make it so that it's a game instead of uh, a gambling simulator. Yeah, exactly. I would have really liked if they did that before they released it. That would have been nice, but uh, how could they have known that doing something awful would make people upset? How would we ever have guessed that b- basically putting the ending of the game behind a paywall would make everyone angry? I have no idea. No yeah, idea. You, I actually get really mad. There there have been some games that have, re- have released, and then you'll beat the game, and they're like, oh, that wasn't the real ending. You actually have to pay $10 uh, for this DLC, which shows the real ending. And yeah, that kind of makes me angry. That pisses me off. I think if you buy a game, you should be able to play the full game and not worry about it. So, But games cost so much money to make. They do. They do cost money to they make. They cost way too much money, even whenever we sell them for $60, and then they make, what, three, three fucking million dollars in sales in the first or 300 million three million in sales in the first like weekend so more than that what what this is is more than that because a lot of cats on top complaining because if they're complaining that must mean that their money that they made is justified yes yes exactly so i am happy that they are changing this let's move on to a different game 
that Connor wants to talk about System Shock. I do. I always want to talk about System Shock. I played the hell out of that game when I was like eight. Yeah, so like three years ago. It was great. Yeah. Go on. No, I don't want to. I haven't okay. even read the articles, man. You posted this. This isn't an article. This is a GitHub fucking resource. Oh, okay. That's you, what you want to talk about. You yeah. posted it. Um, I did want to talk about this. I didn't realize how you brought it up is the problem. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Night Dive Studios, the people behind System Shock, they released the source code for System Shock. Uh, when I grabbed the link, I grabbed it at work, which is why I might have it for Macintosh release for some reason in the link that I Yes, sent. I see that. I'm like, oh, that's weird, but um, okay. So I might want to uh, I thought that was, the, that was the point. Uh, I don't see a non... I just see Shock Mac. Okay. Uh, what Anyways, was this yeah, about? They, uh, they, released the, uh, they released the source code to System Shock on GitHub. That's awesome. I, I like that. I like it when people... When they, when they release the source code, because System Shock's like 20 years old at this point. Yeah, it's so, it's pretty uh it's it's pretty close to the open source market anyways. Yeah, and so no, nobody's buying this game. Certainly the developers aren't making money if they are. I think if a game's over 10 years old and you know, it's obviously not going to get that many sales. It has sales on GOG and Steam, but you're not going to be making this isn't where you're getting all your money from is what I'm saying. Right. And so oh. I think that you should just release your source code at that point. And let people have fun with your game. That's what it has always done. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good example for that sort of stuff, though. There's a a book that I want to buy that's like $3 on Amazon. I don't know why you haven't just impulse bought it yet. If anybody... It's it's all the secrets of the Doom Makers. Yeah, I was going to say, if anybody doesn't already know, id Software are the guys who made Doom and Quake. Right, right. You know, the games that defined your parents' childhood. (laughs) Yes, that one. (laughs) And, and they, they they released the source code to all of the id tech engines uh thus far up to uh the most recent one even even I, the I think, new doom engine uh up to the most recent one oh okay i think they're they're the way that they've done it is that whenever they make a new id tech version then they release the source code for the old one cuz they're not going to use it anymore man that would be awesome if they released the new one because that that engine is great I'm like sure I, they don't, will in, I don't, I you don't know, even five like years or so. I don't even like Doom that much. I've never really enjoyed the games, but the the game runs silky smooth on like potatoes, which is great. I mean, it, it even runs at 30 FPS on the Switch. Yeah, and it looks it doesn't look that it doesn't look great. It looks like they have low to medium settings, but yeah. still. And then when you play on uh on PCs. If you have a decent graphics card, it'll run at like 100 frames a second because of the Vulkan architecture or uh, Vulkan API, which is amazing. And I think that if if it's not too hard to code in, everyone should just use the Vulkan API because it's great. Yep. Makes everything run better. Yeah. So if you if you can run uh, a game platform agnostic. Yeah, if you can run something that looks as pretty as Doom at over 100 frames a second on, like, a 680, I think we're we're going to have to go that way. Vulcan, so. Vulcan objectively makes games run better than DX12 does. It does. It so, does. And 
there really is no comparative API on any other platform besides metal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, all right. Oh, metal. Yeah. Code your game for metal. Yeah. yeah, all right. Make 10 sales on the Mac App Store. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody doesn't know, metal is the API for Macs because they ditched DirectX because they're idiots. Or no, OpenGL. They ditched OpenGL. Yeah. So one last thing, uh, and this article is from Gizmodo. There is an update at the bottom we'll read through, but it seems that T-Mobile, uh, they they store their passwords in plain text. Yeah. Oh. So it, it doesn't seem like that. So there are a few things I want to go through with this article that I find hilarious. So uh, T-Mobile's Austria apparent... Uh, Austria made an apparent admission this week that it stores at least parts of the customer's passwords in plain text, um, which seems like a fuck up. Earlier yeah, it this seems week, like a bad idea. Yeah, earlier this week, a customer service representative using T-Mobile's Austria Twitter account wrote that reps uh, for the company can view the first four characters of the customer's passwords. The customer service agents are able to see the first four characters of your password. Uh, we store the whole password because you need it for the login, the rep wrote. Now, it does say later in the article that um, T-Mobile customers' uh, representatives cannot see passwords and we do not store passwords in plain text. Um, and then it said, another spokesperson said, customer service agents only see parts of the customer's password. So, little bit of conflicting information here. Uh only see parts of the customer's passwords, which are safely stored in an encrypted database. We also use one-time pins for customers' authentications uh, and are evaluating voice biometrics for better user experience. So it seems that customer care representatives can see four characters of your password, but they are also encrypted. So, uh, so, so that means that at some point, the first four characters of your password are grabbed by something somewhere yeah. while the password still hasn't been encrypted, which means that chances are, while, while you could do that client-side, it's probably being done server-side, which means yeah. you're probably transmitted in plain text. Even if it's over HTTPS, that's still dangerous. Yeah. So th then that that's done. And then on, on the other side, then they take the first four characters and probably save that separately. And then it gets encrypted and put it into a database. That's a terrible. So, idea. so, so he, I love this paragraph because paragraphs like this make it so that hackers want to hack your stuff. So it says when customers pointed out that T-Mobile, uh, when customers pointed this out, T-Mobile responded that its security was too good for hackers to breach. And they said, quote, I really do not get why this is a problem. You have so many passwords for every app for every mail account and so on we secure all data very carefully and there's not a thing to fear yeah Except having your passwords taken so so what they're saying that their security is so good that a hacker's not going to be able to get in there and steal your passwords so i'm really excited for the future t-mobile uh I, hack i also i also can't help but read this like 
I really do not understand why this is a problem. <laughs> you have so many passwords for every app, for every mail account, and so on. We secure all data very carefully. Not a thing to fear. My name is Kate. My, my, no, I am Austrian. No, 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 no. What they do when they when they do that, they uh, they're like, my name is Carl, and they're like, yeah, that's your name. It's <laughs> thank thanks, Carl. Uh huh. It's, well, it says right there. It, it, it's signed, Kate. What the fuck? What I don't know what an umlaut over an A means. I don't know it either. So, what do you think about this, Connor? Do you think this is stupid? Yeah, I think that this is a data breach waiting to happen. Oh but yeah. I also don't use T-Mobile, so. Well, and also you can use um, like let's say you get access to the first four characters. Th- then what what do you do like do you brute force it also what if the first four characters are p-a-s-s <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's an important thing to think about which is <laughs> great because you could be like well your password starts with these four maybe that'll trigger someone's memory but really what it's just doing is what aroa detailed earlier and that's probably keeping your data exposable now i did i i did write or i did read um and somebody thought it would be a good idea to change the first four characters of your password to pass and then use whatever your default password is. So it's not going to stop I a force algorithm. Well, right. But if you put pass and then whatever your normal password is, uh, they'll uh, only be able to figure out the first four characters and uh, it'll still take a long time. So how so often do you thing, change though. your password algorithm just to angstily target uh, T-Mobile? Though. Yeah, exactly. What's up? Here's here's the thing with that idea though, is that if that becomes a thing that's spread around, then whenever the guy who inevitably steals T-Mobile's password database gets that database, they're going to go, okay. So whenever I'm trying to match up passwords in this database, also check if any of them have pass appended to the beginning of the of the yeah. password. Yeah, because and that's so- how password cracks are done. It's not like in the movies yeah. where they just do a straight up brute force. They run it against dictionaries and they yeah. run it against regular patterns. Right. And so it said 2019 list of most frequently used passwords will now be pass password. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't like this. I think that they should change it. When I worked at a cell phone company, we couldn't see any of your passwords. Any at no, all. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to because no. even, no. even in that, if you, if you know that the first four letters of someone's password is, say, J-A-N-E, and you know that their daughter's name is Janet, and you know their daughter's birthday, congratulations, you probably know their password, or at least yeah. you can guess. Exactly. Like, it, there's so much that you can you can do with just That's... those letters. Not to mention, most of the time, people will try to meet the bare minimum password length, and if the password length is, say, 12 characters... Well, now it's actually only eight characters. See, all my passwords... The bare minimum. All my passwords are uh, Aroa and Reeton Forever. That's what it is. That's that's my password. So I I, I have a password that I reuse fairly often for websites I don't give a shit about, but most of the time I just play it safe and I generate a separate password for every single website. Yeah, on LastPass? No. Uh, I, I used to use KeyPass. Um, but I wanted a cloud-based solution 
and I was trying to set up Bit Defender or not Bit Defender, uh, Bit Warden, and that didn't I saw work that. out. I saw that. Pain. Yeah. So now I have uh, now I have one password. Oh, good. Just one password. Just one that you use everywhere. Yes. That, okay. That, yep. That's exactly <laughs> what everyone does. Okay. So anyway, let's uh, let's call it a day. That's all the news stories for today. So, uh, Connor, where can we find you? You can find me at Reedon on Twitter, where That's, I will be talking. You do the, figure out a better joke. No, but this week I'm going to be talking about WrestleMania and other exciting, awesome stuff that nobody actually cares about. WrestleMania. So, you know, at me, at Reedon, and tell me how great wrestling is. It is. It is great. Uh, Aroa, where can we find you? I am at uh, cyberpunk underscore monk on Twitter. Okay. And uh, cyberpunk underscore monk on uh, fur affinity. (laughs) (laughs) Adult friend finder, uh, fet life, all of those. Cyberpunk underscore fat life. Yeah. Oh my God. Is fat life a website? (laughs) I'm I'm sure it is. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see if Fat Life is a website. Fatlife.com. Fatlife.com.websiteoutlook.com. <laughs> what? That's the website. Fatlife.com.websiteoutlook.com. Okay. There's also hashtag Fatlife on Instagram. There's the Fatlife on Facebook. This domain is for sale for $24,500. Okay. So you can find me, Nathan Reen Spruth, at Reeton Everywhere. I'm not keeping on this joke. So you can find me at Reeton on Twitter. You can find me at Reeton on Mixer. You can find me at Reeton on YouTube or Reeton Entertainment on YouTube as well. There are links below in the uh, description that show uh, you know, the iTunes or Google Play Store. So you can press the subscribe button there, get that downloaded, this web or this podcast downloaded rather every single week to your iDevice or to your Android device. Unfortunately, we're probably not on the webOS unless you get some sort of... Do they have like a a podcast downloader on webOS? I don't even know. Do you, do you know, Aroa? Why, the, why are you asking me, boy? I don't know. You're stupid and might have like a Palm Pre hanging out. They or were like LG TV. I actually have. I used to have the Palm Pixie, and I really liked it. Yeah, I'm a you big know, fan my, of Pixie too. Uh, my, un- my mom yeah, I know. Had a palm free. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this was when I was dating my ex, and it it didn't have the slider. It was just a screen, and then the the buttons underneath. So I would always like I would text her, and then I would put my uh, phone in my pocket. And one time, I called her over and over and over again from my pocket, because that's how I roll. And uh, her sister's like, oh, oh, your boyfriend's calling you. And Cheyenne's like, no, no, he's he's butt dialing me again. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a terrible boyfriend. But anyway, huh. yeah. What? You really uh, got to get over the, Cheyenne. The LG Smart InstaView... I was uh, just talking about the Palm Pixie. Shut up. Refrigerator. At least I. At uh, least I. Uh, at least I don't have a crush on some girl that rides on a train and then rejects you because she's dating a girl. 
It's true. At least you don't have that going yeah, for you. Yeah, exactly. What were so you going to say, Aroa? Yeah, sorry, I interrupted you. LG has a smart fridge that runs WebOS. Ooh, program nice. on your fridge. How much is the fridge? Let's see. 2017 LG Smart InstaView Door in Door Refrigerator. Let's let's see if we can LG Smart InstaView Refrigerator on CNET. Will you tell me, CNET? Tell me the price of the refrigerator. Stop it. I don't want to turn off my ad blocker. <laughs> uh, Just find it. I hate CNET. I'm trying. I hate it so much. It's yeah. About, I used to this? I used to go to it quite a bit for like download. Ah, here we are. About three thousand dollars. Buy it. <laughs> I I seriously <laughs> I will eventually own a smart fridge. I will. Yeah, buy it. I will have YouTube playing on my fucking refrigerator someday. <laughs> that would be awesome. But anyway. <laughs> oh, did you like that picture I sent you guys on on Twitter? You sent me a I picture. mean I did. Hentai Live. Yeah. Did yeah, you see how many people were watching it? Yeah. Seventeen hundred yeah. people. No, no, it was eleven 1, hundred. Oh, I thought it was seventeen. No, eleven seventy-four. Oh, okay. You have it memorized, but, apparently. No, I'm looking at it. Oh, okay. You never so, stopped looking at it. It's so weird. Yeah. I actually, I don't, see, I don't see where, uh, where you linked this at. Oh yeah, you didn't. You didn't tag Connor. You only tagged me. Oh, I me. didn't. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Fucking so, butthole. So, uh, and then Connor yes. replied to me and said, "What in the hell is a titty quake?" <laughs> oh, that thing. Yeah. 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 I didn't so, know what I was looking at. Yeah, exactly. So that guy is making so much money <laughs> because it's weird. This is not even anime. It's like, not. She's not even anime style. Yeah, like I kind of get. Um, that thing you showed me when I was at your house, that, uh, anime girl that plays video games. Oh, uh, Kizune AI. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally get that because whoever is in charge of that is, he's putting a lot of effort into it and making the reactions look like actual reactions somebody might have. And she live streams. Yeah. And whoever's doing that, kudos on him. It's definitely a dude. And <laughs> and he makes it look really good. Like the reactions are good and all of that jazz. However, this one, I, I haven't gone into the room because I uh, watch real porn. And so, but, but the, it doesn't look that good. Even from the pictures, it doesn't look like it's that well animated. I don't know. It looks like. That was on Chatterbait, right? Yeah, yeah. You ever, you ever just look at the internet and think maybe we made a mistake? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for watching, or thank you for listening, listeners. Thank you for being here, Aurora. Yeah, no, yeah, no problem. Are you watching it now? Yeah. How is it? So. How, how is it? Um. You, I, you sound like what? inappropriate sounds to describe it. The, yeah, I I am so confused. This is a girl. So they say. 
Yes. Th- no, this is definitely a girl. Okay. Or, or it's the best voice changer I've ever heard. Okay. It, and it's one of those. It's one of those webcam, uh, things like you face know, face like, cam. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Where it, it just attaches your face to a cartoon character. It, okay. It's just that. But 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 why? Truer questions have never been asked about the. I internet. mean, there are there are people in the <laughs> chat going, "Wow, how is this real?" And hey. like, people are giving her money. Yeah, yeah. To get her to say things. Yeah. So. Uh, th- thank you for being here, Connor. Yeah, I uh, sometimes I feel like I'm here against my will. Even I, I, you came in first. Uh, I you was also the... running incredibly late, so you were the first that. person here. Thank you for being you here. Um, welcome, I'm Nathan Reeves. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I will be back uh, next week, and Connor and Ororoa might be dead by then. So hopefully, yeah. Help me. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, I could finally eat chips.